Dishing up tasty morsels of tarot wisdom. Oracle Soup with your host, Katrina Wynn and Gina Thies, two saucy sisters, broadcasting from that magnificent Oregon coast and from deep in the heart of Texas. And inviting your questions about tarot, oracles, counseling skills, reading advice, and more. On Facebook, like our Oracle Soup page and share your wisdom. Soup is hot and it's ready to be served. Gina, tell folks what we're thinking of doing with the show today. Oh my goodness, we are going to do a reading. Uh, each of us are going to do a reading for the show and for you. And uh, we thought that would be a fun thing to do since this is a show about oracles. We are going to be oracles for Oracle Soup. <laughs> I like that. I feel like I need a banner, Oracle for Oracle Soup. <laughs> well, so hang in there. We'll be right back after this break and we're going to be shuffling the cards. Thanks for tuning in to Oracle Soup. Pull up a chair and join Gina and Katrina for a bowl of warm and nourishing conversation. Coming up next. Here we are, two oracles for Oracle Soup. And we're each going to bring in a slightly different style of working with the cards. And in the most general way, what we're going to be looking at is the show, which may include you and I, Gina. You know, it can include our audience. It can include, we don't know what's going to come up because we're pretty open-minded. But we're going to pursue it from two different styles. And so, Gina, I hope you've had an opportunity to shuffle your cards and get Get ready, and and maybe you could tell people what you're doing as you're doing it so they can understand some of your process or at least an example of your reading style. Well, I'm going to do just a flyby reading. Um, I'm actually shuffling uh, the Gilded Tarot, which I've decided to use. And um, as you were talking, I have just kind of um, put in my subconscious kind of thinking about what we need to know for the show and how are we helping people and, uh, you know, kind of any information that needs to come out um, about what's happening with the show and how we can make it better or anything that comes up. So I'm not really sure. I'm just thinking Oracle Soup, Oracle Soup. All right. Well, then you just do your mantra there, Oracle Soup, and I'm going to join with you. I'm going to be sending you energy Oracle soup, juicy, yummy, chewy, tasty, mmm, morsels. Okay, <laughs> I have decided on a three-card draw. Okay, ooh, this is interesting. <laughs> I have a question, because I don't know. Do you read reversals? I do not read reversed cards, but I do work with reversed energies or what I would call 
altered energies because I think of, and we could do a whole show just on that, right? But um, I love Vicki Noble's work, and I'll just say I have borrowed from her. And so Vicki Noble with the mother piece talks about her circular cards and the phases of the moon. And if that card is rotating to the right clockwise, then it's a waning moon. And then if it's completely reversed, that's a new moon. And then it starts waxing as it continues to move clockwise. And then when it's upright, it's in its full moon, full light. So I really read the energy of the cards more than their directionality. Well, I ask that because in my little spread here, I have, I'll tell you the three cards. I have, so we will go through this quickly. I have the Ace of Cups, which is um, in the ill-dignified reversed or reversed position. I have the Six of Wands and I have the Five of Swords. So those are the three cards. And that's why when I saw that, I didn't know if you read reversals or not. And um, the way that I, um, and we could probably do a show on reversals at some point, but for me, reversals are about not necessarily negative it's sometimes about the same it's the exact same thing or just a little bit less of um, or potentials not seen for me this feels like it's a very spiritual sense to what's going on with the show enjoyment of what we're doing but not having the full um, impact of enjoying if that makes sense it's like it's not not yet realized impact can I say something to that? Uh-huh. Yeah. My, my first impression when I thought about that Ace of Cups, I thought about why we started this. Mm-hmm. And we started Oracle Soup because we were already having phone conversations and we enjoy each other so much. And so I just feel this unlimited potential of our own hearts and how it was overflowing and we wanted to share it with other people. But we don't actually get to be with each other. Right. And we don't always get to be with those other people. And so that might be the part that's a little diminished. Yeah, it's an, uh, kind of that missing element of being able to truly enjoy a bowl of soup. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. As we do this. Um, and the, 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 the wands is dealing with um, great support, being support for each other and um, support from others in community, which I love. The five of swords to me says that we have actually need to decide maybe since swords are about thinking and communication communication perhaps at some point it has to do with how um in terms of investing how much forethought maybe to give to our topics or maybe even um just kind of maybe working out schedules and being able to really get the flow that we want so we haven't quite managed our our flow um and that has to do with behind the scenes stuff in terms of timing. And it may just be now because we've been equally really, really so, um, so very, very busy. So, um, and it's just about being, being careful. Maybe this is a message for one of us, um, you know, being careful about having a, a already defeated attitude um, because it gets frustrating around schedules. So when I think of the six of wands, I think about fire and inspiration, and the six reminds me of the lovers. So again, I think about creating relationship and having a lot of passion for what we're doing together. And then when I think of the five of swords, I actually got a slightly different impression. And that's why it's cool that we're doing this together. Yeah. Is uh, for me, the five of swords, fives is, is about challenged and learning lessons. And that's what we're doing. I think you and I are trying to take on some of the difficult questions and 
chew them on them and digest them and then share them with the world. So I think we're really brave and courageous and very compassionate because we're willing to take on those difficult topics and we're willing to work through it among ourselves and to share what we've learned with the world. So I kind of see that five of swords as a sharing of our <clears throat> our knowledge as well as our experience with the world to help other people address challenges that they might be having with their profession or working with the tarot or other things like that. If you know the Gilded Tarot, both of the figures look like they are standout, standalone figures who have decided to take on a quest or take on a certain, um, I guess, responsibility, um, which is very much societal or within the community. So, um, and these are not always easy to do. So I would have to agree with you there. Um, and I think that's, that's what we've decided to do. And it is um, something to be passionate about. This is something that you do for the love of it and not to, and that's the Ace of Cups. You do it because you enjoy it and you do it because you love it. And I absolutely love everything about Oracle Stoop and um, enjoy my work. So it, it seems to fit. Right on. Now, I have a question for you, Gina. When you yeah. do this particular three-card reading, do each of those placements have a particular meaning? You know, the first one, the second one, the third one, is it significant? where it's placed or the story it tells? Not particularly in this type of situation. Um, as I shuffled, I just it's just like telling yourself, think of a number from 1 to 10, and I chose 3 um, or 1 to 9, and I just said 3 felt right, and I just laid 3 cards down. There's an old Southern, I guess, way of reading, which is just to have the conversation and flip cards. So I'm very accustomed to... Uh, kind of creating my spreads on the fly and um, also go back because it works to go back and apply a specific um, position to like what this position would mean, like past, present, future or um, question, answer, possibility. So you can, you know, I could go back either way. All right. Thanks so much for doing that. So cool. Yes. All right. So I'm going to go into a slightly different style of working with the cards. And this is something I like to do with a new client or at the beginning of a reading because what it does is it gives us a significator. It tells us who that client is. And for me, what's very important, it tells me what their sacred purpose is in the world, what they're really here to do and what they're here to learn more about. And uh, basically, I'm using tarot numerology. And lately, I'm calling it, and this is the, the book I'm working on right now, is called Pathwork with Tarot Numerology. So I'm going to do a Tarot Numerology reading for the show for Oracle Suit. And that's why I was looking at our birth date. Our birth date, which means for me anyway, our very first podcast that we posted on the internet is April the 26th, and that was in 2013. And I know because you were at Reader Studio at the time, <laughs> so we had to get it done, and you were like rushing to get ready for Reader right, Studio. Right, right. Yeah, and, uh, and it was a Friday, of course, because we do them every Friday, and uh, we wanted to let our friends know at Reader Studio about it. So, you know, we had this whole timing thing, and plus it's the day before my birthday, so it just seemed like a very fortuitous, uh, beautiful time there in April, which is Taurus, actually. 
which is very grounded and very earthy and very plodding, like pushing through things. And I know a few things about that. But anyway, so when I looked at those numbers, so I took the 26, which was the day of the week, the 4 for April, and then 2013, which is 2013 for the year. And then I did the column math. I added those down, and then I reduced it to a single digit, and I got the number 9. And when we're working with the Tarot numerology, we're only working with the majors. And so our number nine then is the hermit. So I'm going to do something with you, Gina. Can okay. you? So we, we're working with Skype here. And my style of working with the Tarot is I like to show people the cards and get their first impression. So I'm going to hold the card up to the little camera here. And what's the first thing you notice about that card? Does anything kind of speak to you or jump out at you or Two things. Fascinate you. Um, the mm-hmm. the first thing is the that a word popped up. T- um, the word shaman came to mind. Wow. And then I uh-huh. noticed. And then I noticed the hands. Then what's interesting is I see this kind of Egyptian mural in the background. So those are the kind of the first initial things in terms of you know immediate that pop up. So shaman okay. hands in the Egyptian stuff, which are. Um, very significant to me as well as and i don't know if i told you this but um my birthday ends adds up to nine so i am a moon hermit or hermit moon depending on your your system so i it's very interesting that it's the hermit and it applies to the show i think that's kind of deep in all kinds of ways that i probably can't articulate and takes too long to figure out but um i think it's perfect actually (laughs) honey i just want you to cook on that because i know that's the thing with my readings is that people cook on them for a while (laughs) there's a lot of connections there so we but let's let's go with that very first thing for a moment the very first thing that came to your mind was shaman. Mm-hmm. Now, imagine that I don't know what that word means. Can you describe to me what that word means, especially the way it came up for you in that moment? Um, Is there a story or a picture that goes along with that? Well, because it's like kind of, in, uh, it looks like a totem um, from like maybe an indigenous culture. Um, and those cultures usually, um, the, the shaman was very, very important. Um, an important figure and it's also can be considered an archetype I suppose the hermit itself is would be kind of that figure um, and one who is a, a, a practitioner and uh, has a lot of um, wisdom they have kind of gotten to the point but but I would say they also continue to learn but they already know a lot, a lot. And a shaman would be um, considered um, sometimes referred to as a witch doctor in some cultures or just a medicine man um, in other other cultures. So they understand um, certain um, principles of magic and spirituality, um, but they also, um, you know, I was reading an interesting story uh, about the, the trickster motif being connected to the shaman. And sometimes they can do play jokes <laughs> and do really, <laughs> really, really cruel things. Uh, it can be quite humorous, but in essence, I would, that's how I would explain All right. uh, shaman. So now let's take that back to you, but and also back to Oracle Soup, which means us and our audience and everything. How are we kind of shamanic? Whoa. Oracle Soup. How is Oracle Soup shamanic? Well, um, I think in terms of lessons offered, but also lessons gained. It's that teacher-student-student-teacher relationship that um, we have in 
you know, between the two of us, um, or I hope we have, and we want to offer that to um, our our listeners as well. We we have things to offer in terms of many lessons almost, um, but we also want to hear some feedback and hear what other people have to say about things that they're dealing with. Um, so, but also we um, have between us probably, let's say 60 years <laughs> experience. That's right. All right I'm, I'm 42. I'm 42. <laughs> we're we're aging our this show. The show is has 60 years of experience. Oh yeah, it's like combined <laughs> with our experiences. There's a, there's a lot there. And um the shaman, you know, I don't think we're shamans in training. I think we've we have enough experience to uh be classified in that sense in terms of the spiritual um, elderliness of it. I, I qualify for that. Hey, so, I mean, really, because in the tribe, when you hit 55, you are an elder. So I'm an elder. Okay. So, so let me add another dimension because I'm so glad you, you offered yours and thank you for doing that. And the impression I got when I was looking at this hermit card and I'm looking at my Voyager Tarot, uh, the number nine in the major arcana, I, I am, I so relate to this because I've actually, Besides the fact that I'm married to a hermit <laughs> and I live in a very hermit-like life here out in the woods and the forest on the Oregon coast, um, you know, there's no cell phone service out here. I'm at the end of the road, no neighbors, surrounded by forest land. I, I would qualify as a hermit in many, many ways. <laughs> and I think it's interesting that each of us are in our little hermitage caves, but we're putting together this podcast and then I'm imagining the people listening to it in their caves. And so they're kind of hermits listening to the show, but still being enriched. And they're trying to take it in in a way that they can connect with personally or find things that they find useful. And then, of course, leaving the stuff that isn't useful. And so not only are we sharing our wisdom and learning as we go, but hopefully so are our listeners. So there's something about each of us being solitary practitioners. And yet we've found this Internet where we can come together and share. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's the three, the three times three so there's this this basic three in the background which is like your three card reading in a way yeah and so it's there's you and me but then there's the listener who's listening right now hi thanks for listening <laughs> so and there's so many more things i can say about the hermit and i want to say that i am going to be representing the hermit in an amazing telesummit that's going to be starting September the 16th, and it's going through uh, October the 1st, and I'm going to be on the 23rd, and it's a free tele uh, summit, and it's called the Spiritual Path of Tarot. And so if you want to hear more about the Hermit, definitely tune in. I think I'm 10 o'clock in the morning Pacific uh, daylight time. But uh, so for now, though, my dear friend Gina, I also see, yes, I really love that you picked up the shamanic stuff and that there's something about coming from our own deep inner knowing place and then modeling that for the world more than teaching people. Right. And and it's a sense about creating long distance communities, I would call them like long distance relationships. One of our purposes is not only to get closer and unite ourselves, but unite unite others of like mind um, and uh, other practitioners um, and make this a space of being able to share. 
Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. And that are those are our two sample readings for you. <laughs> two different styles, but really some great stuff coming through. Yes, absolutely. Well, that was really fun. <laughs> well, I hope you keep cooking on that hermit stuff because we didn't even have time to go into the hand. We didn't right? have, we don't have time. We can save the hand for another time. Hands okay. on, hands, work, manipulation, you know, all of those things that can go in there. And there's so much more to say even about the three cards that I drew, but we were trying to there's only so much time. There's only so much Wait. time. And I know when we're going to go more deeply into this, I just remembered I am going to be in Dallas. Uh, that's right. I'm going to be there October the 13th on a Sunday teaching. And you're going to come to my class. I just found oh, out today. Oh, that's the hands teaching again. Yes. You know, an expression that all ties in. That's yes. right. And I will be presenting with you at TarotCon. Tarot the next Street. weekend. Yeah, the next weekend. Yes. So it'll be fantastic. That's when we'll get into it. Yes, we got some great things happening. So if you're interested in TarotCon USA Dallas, you can find that on the internet. and Or maybe there's links on our websites or our Facebook pages. We'd love to see you. Come on up, introduce yourself, say howdy. <laughs> howdy. And give us your next question and our, your next topic that we love to produce. Might take us a month or two to get around to it, but we will definitely include you. I'll tell you what a round two it is when you get to Texas, too. <laughs> <laughs> See you later, folks. Thank you for spending time with us at Oracle Soup. We invite your comments and topic suggestions on our Facebook page, also named Oracle Soup. Be sure to visit our website, oraclesoup.wordpress.com for hot new servings of our saucy talks as well as past podcasts stored in our Oracle Soup pantry. And visit our individual websites and learn more about our dynamic offerings. Katrina Wynn at tarotcounseling.org Counseling is spelled C-O-U-N-S-E-L-I-N-G And .org is like Oregon. Gina Thies at tarotadvisor.com. Advisor spelled A-D-V-I-S-O-R. This podcast is intended only to provide a summary and general overview on matters of interest. It is not intended to be comprehensive, nor does it constitute legal advice or legal opinion. You should seek legal or other professional advice before acting or relying on any of the content. And thanks again for listening to Oracle Soup. Y'all come back now. <laughs> <laughs>